Awesome. So good morning, everyone. This is Tony. And this is David. And we're two dudes talking Disney, and we're joined today here in the valleyindy.org studios with a very special guest, uh, Mr. John Ratzenberger, Connecticut's favorite son. Many of us know him from his 11 years uh, sitting on a bar stool as Cliff Clavin on the comedy Cheers. But uh, many don't know that he is, uh, was born and raised in uh, Bridgeport and attended Sacred Heart University uh, before getting into acting. And uh, thanks to some of Dave's connections, we've got him on the uh, on the show with us today. So good morning, John. Yeah, good morning. Dave knows everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. It's uh, it's all about who you know, as we know. So uh, that's right. <laughs> so John, we're we're looking over you know your resume. Uh, growing up, I actually you know obviously we we know you from Cheers. Uh, big fan of Cheers. You know, Cliff Clavin always had his little quips, his little words of wisdom for everybody. But uh, we'd like to talk to you a little bit about your roles in the in Disney, and then we're we're gonna finish off with a little bit of Star Wars. And uh, by our count, you are the only character to uh, to person to voice a character in all seventeen of the Pixar movies. Is that correct? Uh, correct. <clears throat> yeah, I I thought it was a clerical error at the beginning, but uh, they kept asking me. I kept showing up. <clears throat> but it's been quite an honor, obviously, to, you know, to be part of history like that. Um, it's, uh, I, I pitch myself every time I'm in their studio and it's also just it's such a great company to work for Pixar. They do things the old fashioned way. They just work really hard at it. They, they consider every film that they do, uh, as their first one and they, but they haven't backed off with the effort and the, uh, the passion. Yeah, they definitely, uh, the they very definitely first one to the, to the last one. Right, they definitely don't let it slide. You know, they've they've put out a consistent, no. uh, family-friendly product uh, since 1995 with Toy Story, uh, where you were the voice of Ham, the piggy bank. Uh, you've mm-hmm. you've uh, you've taken up that role a few times uh, in the feature films and in some of the side projects. And uh, I know Toy Story Four is uh, in production and due in a few years. So right. I'm, I'm assuming that we'll hear you uh, for another go round as Ham. Uh, one yep, thing. Yep. One thing that I've always wondered about is, you know, in the early days with computer animation, the movies took a while to make, and uh, Pixar initially signed a three-picture distribution deal with Disney for their first three films, and you signed on right. as Ham, and then you were P.T. Flea, which I think was a great a great character in A Bug's Life, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that took a little bit of time. When When was the decision made that you would just have this continuing role? Was it just kind of luck? Did you have a friend at Pixar who really liked your voice? No, that's I, I always defer to uh, John Lasseter or, or, or Andrew Stanton, uh, one of the fellows, or Lee for that. Um, it, it started from the beginning. Uh, it, it was very simple on my end. They they called and uh, and I answered, uh, <laughs> and that's as, as simple as it got. And it's just been that way. Um, and obviously, over the last twenty years, I've become uh, good friends with. Uh, you know, most of the gang up there. And when when we started, um, Pixar, there was just a handful of people. You could have, uh, you know, fit the entire uh, Pixar staff in, in uh, Dave's garage. But uh, now it's there's a few thousand of them, wow. big buildings. And, and but the other thing is that the the work ethic, which comes from the top, as we all know, no matter what job you have. Uh, hasn't changed an iota. Uh, John Lasseter is is uh, scrupulous on detail. 
And that's his marching orders. Do your research and look at the detail. You mentioned Bugs Life. Oh, he had his animators out at a park with magnifying glasses on their stomachs. <laughs> now, I have, a, I have a question that's, for you, John, about Bugs Life. In Bugs Life, you play yeah. P.T. Flea, obviously coming from Bridgeport. Yeah. Uh, you know, did you feel a little, uh, you know, a little love for the character, kind of a... a, a... Oh, sure. P.T. Barnum. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I always yeah, liked that well, Oh, he was once the mayor of Bridgeport. Yes. Not a lot of people uh, realize that. But, uh, yeah, he's sitting proudly as we speak in a statue down at Seaside Park, looking out over the uh, Long Island Sound. And, yeah, he's he left a big mark on the city of Bridgeport, that's for sure. But so, I did, uh, you know, I, I, I acknowledge that. I, I told him that one. When I started, they they didn't know the connection. Okay, okay. yeah, it's but, I I found that I, interesting. You know, working in Bridgeport, and uh, you know, I see the statue all the time. That's that's my district. So uh, we I could switch a little over to Star Wars, and uh, what we want to know is, you know, first of all, when when Princess Leia told you to leave Hoth, did you think at that point you probably should be talking to somebody from the military instead of you know a, a random princess? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, those princesses are all over the all place. No, uh, you know, at the time, you know, Star Wars, it was it was Empire Strikes Back. You had just come off of the the first right. Star Wars: A New Hope. You know, did, did you realize it would be such a a big thing to be you know to be part of Star Wars? No, but it was the same thing with Cheers and Pixar when they started. Uh, and from the actor's point of view, you show up and and do your job. You you, you got the job, and now let's uh, let's perform. And I don't know anybody who really thinks, uh, I mean, everybody hopes that it will be a success, obviously. But I don't think anybody uh, says, yeah, this is going to be a, a blockbuster uh, uh, part of cinematic history. Um, I, I don't know anybody who thinks that. Maybe, maybe Harrison Ford's third film, he, he got that. But um, no, it's a, it's a job. You show up, do your work, uh, go home. Uh, but but then again, maybe that's just me growing up in Bridgeport. That uh, <laughs> that that ethos, you know, just show up and shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, as you as you know, like I was talking earlier, we do a lot about Disney, uh, a lot of talk about that. So, do you do you visit Disney? Do you visit the parks? Uh, if so, do you have a favorite a favorite ride? No, I, I uh, not since my kids were small. Uh, I haven't been. I, I go. Let's see. Last time we went, my wife and I went to. Uh, we helped cut the ribbon for the uh, cars um, uh, ride out in California. That's one of my. That's one of my they, favorite they, attractions. Isn't it something? It's a, it's an awesome it, it, ride. Those, yeah, it, it really is. Something they really did a. Well, but again, that's the beauty of uh, you know John Lasseter being at the helm of the Disney ship now, um, his attention to detail is he's an artist. It's, that's what happens when you put an artist in charge and surround them with uh, great minds like Ed Catmull and uh, Jim Morris and the people that you know, run Pixar. But the, it was just like Disney. I mean, Disney was an artist. Yes, yes. And so that detail is there. Yeah, so... Uh, it's it's not a surprise coming from the artist's point of view. No, I, I, I never people. thought of it that way. 
What's that? Where, you know, where they're artists. I, I, you know, to me, you see John Lasseter and you, you picture he's a businessman. You know, he runs Disney. But you don't think of the fact that, you know, his origin is an artist. Just even just like you said, like Walt Disney. You know, you think of Walt Disney as yeah. the, the megastar. You don't think of him as the, the simple cartoonist. Right. I, yeah. You know, drawing Mickey Mouse, and that's where it all started, the, the, the empire of the mouse. But John Lasseter's <clears throat> mother was an art teacher. So, again, it's not a surprise. And it all starts uh, when you're young. I mean, I, I do a, I, I go on a lecture tour, and I speak about the necessity of uh, teaching children how to use tools and how to be capable and learn common sense. And uh, what I found in my research and doing all this is that all the great inventors, all the great innovators of the world from, you know, go back as far as you want, Leonardo da Vinci, they all started when they were children. Nobody at 19 years old said, you know what, I'm going to invent a light bulb. All that uh, curiosity and all the skills necessary to become a Steve Jobs or a Thomas Edison or Benjamin Franklin all starts when you're around three or four years old. So that's why I'm a big advocate of, you know, let, let the children play. Because when we were growing up, we thought we were playing, but we were actually problem solving whether we're climbing trees and building tree houses or fixing our bicycles, we were left alone to do that. And as a result, we grew up to be capable uh, adults and we've taken that away. Well, when you see, you know, captains of industry, whether John Lasseter, like I said, or Steve Jobs or Thomas Edison, uh, Leonardo da Vinci actually is a perfect example. He was an illegitimate child. that was pretty much ignored throughout his childhood, but his natural curiosity turned him into Leonardo da Vinci. But it's the same way. So the the artists that are in charge, they all started when they were very, very young. So it's uh, I, I don't know what lessons is to be drawn from that, except the, the fact that, you know, when you see your child, you know, coloring or doing something and they're focused, leave them alone. Don't interrupt them. And they might be paying the mortgage one day. That's right. <laughs> And um, and now currently, Tona, I think you're up next. Right, I I, I believe we've got uh, we're going to be hearing you in two upcoming Pixar releases uh, this year. Uh, I know Cars Three is due out over the summer, and uh, Coco, mm-hmm. which which not a lot of people have heard about, but it's based on around the Mexican celebration of Dia de la Muertas, uh, which is the Day of the Dead, uh, will be out this November. So uh, I'm 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 assuming that we'll be hearing you in those. Uh, yes. Yeah. Great. I'll be there. Awesome. God willing. Uh, right. I know uh, in uh, Cars, you voice Mac the Truck. and uh, you know, Yes. And that's, that was another thing with Pixar, that uh, my father drove a Mac truck. And, uh, and that's why they gave me that character. Hmm. Interesting. And I, I believe your mother worked, uh, did she not work at one of the uh, uh, weapons, uh, one of the gun factories, Remington? Was she, did she work at Remington Arms? Right. Yeah, Remington Arms. Yeah, all right. I've I've been in those buildings yep. many times, uh, not under good circumstances, though, as you know. Right. Uh, they they are beautiful. Well, old, old buildings. I mean, yeah, that's they were built to last, weren't they? Oh God, yeah. They're you know I they're, mean, they're not there now. No, no, most of them. The shot tower is still there. Uh, you know, it still looks right. over, still looks over to the uh, the east side of the city, which is you know it's a shame. I wish they'd do something with it. Uh, you know. Whatever they do with it, but it is uh, it is an important part of history here in, in this part of Connecticut, especially in Bridgeport. Yes, as a matter of fact, we're uh, 
myself and uh, a, a small group uh, were at the initial beginnings of putting together the American Museum of Manufacturing in Bridgeport. Because it was a shock to me to find out there is no museum dedicated to manufacturing anywhere in the country. <clears throat> of, <clears throat> excuse me, manufacturing is you know, the, the overview of all manufacturing. There's places that there's a museum of what this particular company manufactured, like Colt or uh, you know Ford or Mustang. But manufacturing as a whole, it doesn't exist. So we're... We're a beginning one in Bridgeport Excellent. because I mean, of that. This is just what you're talking about. I look forward to, to bringing the kids yeah. down there because uh, you know a lot of a lot of innovation has occurred uh, over the years from Ford's assembly lines, uh, you know, on on up. And uh, unfortunately, a shame to see a lot of manufacturing leave the country uh, over the past you know twenty twenty five years. But uh, hopefully, some of it's coming back, and the country's on a rebound. Yeah, well, also we have to bring back uh, shop classes uh, to uh, instruct our kids how to use tools again because what they're finding in manufacturing, because I still spend a lot of time on that subject, is that we're running out of people who know how to make things. The average age is 58 years old now in the United States of people that uh, you know, know and uh, recognize how to use tools. Because yes, we stopped it, teaching that to kids a long time ago. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not very handy. You could, you could ask my wife. I mean, I refer to screwdrivers as plus and minuses. So, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> well, at least you know that there's a difference. Right, right. But <laughs> so uh, I, I think that's all we got for you, John. If there's anything else, uh, you know, we, we want to thank you obviously tremendously for this. Uh, I think, uh, Dave, if we could just uh, bounce back to to the Pixar films. Oh, real yeah, quick. go ahead. Uh, John, do you have a favorite sure. role or favorite character that, that you've portrayed over the years? Well, we've talked about him a little bit. P.T. Flea. Mm-hmm. I, I just get a kick out of that character. And I don't know if he'll ever do another Bug's Life. But uh, I, I really enjoyed that. Well, hand me the pig, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but P.T. Flea, I just get such a, a chuckle. Awesome. Uh, voicing that character because he's so avaricious, right? Uh, and he really does have blinders on when it comes to making a buck, <laughs> and uh, I just find that funny. Very cool, and, and, and the, the, whole, the whole idea of the character. Mm-hmm. Are you but, a little uh, again? Picks. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I always re- remark uh, on the uh, the fact that when you look at the Pixar's. Uh, Work the, uh, the 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 legacy the the list of subjects you have uh, subjects stories that any other film studio in the world wouldn't even touch they'd kick you out of the office imagine going to any other film studio and saying hey I got a great idea uh, it's about an eighty year old man who attaches balloons to his house and floats to Argentina with the Korean Cub Scout. Now, if you had said that to anybody else in the world, they'd, they'd lock you up. Right. And say, There's no way. Uh, or a robot or a film with no speaking. Well, you, you know, know it's, it's, it's very similar to what you mentioned earlier about letting kids create and, and leave them be. And, and Pixar kind of takes that approach with its films. You know, here's an idea, run right. with it. They don't seem to, uh, you know, 
uh, chop a lot of stuff off. They let them run with their ideas. I think the only film I've heard of them announcing and canceling was a film called Newt, uh, which was about a, uh, a reptile um, after Toy right. Story 2. But other than that, you know, you're right. Some of these concepts, you know, talking fishes, guys with balloons on their houses, uh, talking bugs, talking cars, um, Monsters University, you know, they're kind of crazy ideas, right. but, but they work because I, I think deep down at the core, you know, they're all stories of, of love and acceptance and, you know, getting through your surroundings. And uh, Pixar, you know, much like uh, the, the Marvel Universe movies, you know, they're superheroes, but they all follow the same kind of theme and pattern. And that's what Pixar's done is they've got this pattern and it works and they're able to fit all of these crazy zany ideas into something that everyone can enjoy, and they're they're good at it. Yeah, because they'll they'll spend three years just on the script, mm-hmm. and if that script, if if the story isn't there, and if if there's something wrong with it, they'll uh, rip it up and start from scratch. Right. Because they they again they do it the old fashioned way. They have a standard, and they meet that standard. And if and if the story or the the, the the film or the right something if it doesn't meet their standards they stop and they just start from scratch right because they have a product and and they know that uh, you know once you release your product that's your statement right and that's that should be every job every every company in the world should behave like that but uh, luckily Pixar is there to show us that it works right and they've done a great job. So Yes, we, we, uh, we thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, John, I, I think we're going to wrap it up. We don't want to take up too much of your time on a Saturday morning. We, we really appreciate you, uh, you know, taking a few minutes out no, of your I day with us. I just have to go buy a new pair of shoes today. So I, <laughs> my, wife's, my wife's taking me out and showing me what shoes I want. Because <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to the inauguration. Nice, nice. Well, so thank heading, you. Like, like, a, like, like Tony said, John, thank you so much for this. Uh, you're you're our first celebrity interviewer, interviewee. Interviewee. So how how do we do? What'd you think? Oh, the the best. <laughs> I, I just I, I really enjoyed it. it, it should, uh, could, now this is this a, a brand new adventure for you guys or uh, no? This we we've done about ten or eleven podcast episodes, and and you know we we have a decent uh, listener base. We've uh, you know. Maybe a couple thousand, but we, we've had viewers uh, down in like Argentina and over in Israel because all of that's tracked. Um, but you are, uh, you know, you are our first big guest. We, we used to consider ourselves the, the uh, most popular podcast in the lower Naugatuck Valley. So we're, we're hoping that your, uh, <laughs> that your uh, participation brings us uh, a little headway into Fairfield County. Yes, yes. And, uh, and John, well, with, with, with uh, the, the location being, you know, being a hometown guy in Connecticut known for pizza and you. Can you give us your favorite pizza place? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I have to say I, it's, it's hard to beat, uh, Testa's, uh, over there near Brooklyn Avenue. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The fair, fair field. You know, the one was, it, was it called three corners? Yeah. With three corners. corners? It, I, we eat there frequently. It is, uh, you know, again, that's our, our district at work. So when we do take out at work, that's where we go to get our pizza. I, I uh, yeah, I mean, I mean if, if you, you farm and you, you know pizza. <laughs> we uh, do, so we I, do. Uh, I, I heard you've become a fan of Brewport, I, I, too. Well, I, I, we, we went there once. Okay. So I, I, uh, but we really enjoyed it, uh, but we haven't, haven't been back. 
not nothing to do with the restaurant just at the time. But uh, yeah, and that's it's a uh, beautiful too the way uh, businesses like that are moving back into Bridgeport. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, you got the Bijou Theater that's uh, been renovated and beautiful, and they got Avocella. You've been there, the Italian restaurant. I have not yet. We're big, we're big Ralph and Riches. Yeah. Uh, we're, the the guys from the firehouse. We pretty much uh, Ralph and Riches is our our place to go. Have you had their that uh, that French dip beef sandwich of theirs? That's what. We, yeah, we go there. We go, we go there a lot for lunch. Oh man, is that good? <laughs> that's, that's that's another one of my stomping grounds. So Ralph Ralph and Riches. But yeah, Brewport Ralph and Riches and Abutella and, and uh, a lot of this stuff is. Uh, there's a fellow named Phil Kuchma. I don't know if you know Phil, but he's the developer that's uh, uh, kind of responsible for turning Bridgeport around. It's and, an uh, interesting place. I mean, I you know, uh, it, it is not what it used to be. I would say. Right. And so I remember because I'm probably a lot older than you are, but uh, <laughs> uh, it used to be. I mean, I remember when people walked around downtown Bridgeport with jackets and ties. <laughs> You know, it's, it's families going shopping, and, uh, you know, back in the day in the, you know, 50s. And then it turned around, and now it's turning around again. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, it's really nice to see. Well, we want to thank you. Yeah, we do want to thank you. And, and uh, we, good luck with shoe shopping. I hope uh, I hope you get to pick out the pair you like. Oh, no, I don't get to. No, when it comes <laughs> to clothes, I, I learned that a long time ago. I just stand there, you know, and I don't, my mind I'm miles away. <laughs> Then when my wife says, "Oh, this is good," I says, "Okay, let's get it." <laughs> happy, happy wife, happy well, life. Yep. Yeah, because I don't, I know that's just, you know, for me, I do you know, a burlap sack would be fine. <laughs> there you go. As long as I don't get arrested, I'm good. <laughs> All right, so uh, but, so, uh, so thank you very much, and uh, like we said, you know, you're you're our first celebrity interviewee, so uh, it's in the books, and uh, I'm Tony, right. and I'm David. Say- and we're two podcast. Is it is it only sound? It's not. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's it. Just sound. On, it is. We're on. Okay, we're on so iTunes. We're on iTunes. Yeah. Gotcha. So, right. What's it? What's it called? Two. The number. Two, the number two. Dudes talking Disney. Two dudes talking. Two dudes talking Disney. Oh, now, are you connected with Disney? Do they know about you? We're, we're unofficial. Uh, we're fans, but we're also travel agents for a Disney-based uh, travel agency. Oh, terrific. Yeah. All right, well, any other way I can help, let me know. Okay. Great. We appreciate it, uh, Mr. Ratzenberger. So uh, we'll wrap it up real quick. I'm Tony. I'm David. And with John Ratzenberger, and we're two dudes talking, talking Disney. Disney.